Hello listeners, this is Vishwanath and I am back for the Winning Edge Talks podcast. I am in conversation with one of India's leading golf gurus, Mr. Tarun Sardesai. In the part A of this episode, you listen to him share wonderful insights on golf. He spoke on why is golf a very complex sport and how to select the right coach, etc. With the part B of this episode, he will speak on many aspects, including the mental side of golf. He is very passionate about the game and has big plans for the upcoming players. Okay now, sit back and listen to the engrossing conversation. Okay, what kind of uh, training routine yes, a professional golfer normally sticks to? Uh, you know, professional golfers are a completely different breed because, you know, their technique is already in place. Uh, and while they still will focus on their technique, uh, you know, their physical, technical, their mental discipline, are the few areas that they would really focus on. And a professional golfer is, is definitely playing at least 25 to 30 weeks uh, on tour. So they don't really have the time to, to focus that much on their technique. So number one definitely would be physically keeping themselves injury-free. So that will be a key part of their training routine in the day where they will be focusing on their bodies. I think a small part of the day will be focusing on a little bit of technique just to make sure that they're on the right path. But the number one thing that professionals work on uh, is their mental routine and their mental discipline. Because that is what that is what actually keeps them in good shape, uh, you know, uh, through the entire uh, tournament season. Because even with a bit of a flaw in your golf swing, if you're thinking well, mm-hmm. you'll still win tournaments. Tiger won tournaments when he was swinging; it was worse. You were hitting the ball left, right. Mm-hmm. You would still win tournaments because his mental discipline was always 100. Mm-hmm. percent So I think, as a professional, I would advise any professionals also who are, who are training to spend more time on that, but. It all starts from the training ground, from the practice range. If you can work on your mental yeah. routines from the practice range first, have a routine there, then you take it to the course, and then you take That's it to the competition. Yeah. So mm-hmm. any professional golfer, yeah, any professional golfer has to work really hard on their mm-hmm. their discipline. And it's their mind that actually will see them being successful or not. Because even many of the mm-hmm. best players I've worked with, uh, that they're, they're, the times that they were not confident or their mental discipline wasn't the best was the times when they were playing their worst golf. And the moment they got out of that slump, and they didn't get out of the slump because of technique. You get out of a slump mm-hmm. primarily because of the way you change your perspective mm-hmm. and the way you change mm-hmm. your, your, your thinking. Very interesting. You have understood that uh, mental discipline, patience and perseverance are very important for a golfer. How would you make young golfers understand the importance of all this? So a lot of simulations, we do a lot of simulations on the range. We pretend, we pretend like we're in a tournament situation and we hit 20, 15, 20 balls. And the funny thing is that, you know, uh, you really start to see what's happening with the player's mind when you put them under a little bit of pressure. And for any professional, when you give them a challenge, right, automatically, because they love the challenge, it puts a little bit of pressure on them and you kind of start to see uh, tendencies and you start to see certain flaws coming out. And, and it's, not, uh, it's not that their swing needs to be changed. It's just a thought processes. The first thing I would do actually for all these young golfers is, would be to take them out of their houses and make them live in a boarding school. You know, I'll tell you, uh, it's a hard one for these young golfers because 90% or maybe even more of all our young golfers 
are in a and are in a comfort zone they are very happy at home their clothes are washed for them there's food on the table their clothes are ironed they wake they woken up in the morning and that is why you see 90% of these golfers who are juniors today will not make it past the amateur level it's a sad thing to say but it's the truth and i think people need to come to this realization very very soon uh you know uh, to give you an example you know all the players at the academy that i am at they're all on their own they're eating the right kind of food they have no access to technology they have no access to junk food they have 10 hour days they're washing their own clothes and the main thing the main reason was to get them out of their comfort zones because that is what uh will get them to play their best golf because when you go onto the golf course and when you go into a tournament why aren't players able to take the pressure because they're not used to being outside their comfort zone so when they are suddenly put into that situation and they haven't practiced being outside their comfort zone they're not able to handle it so you have kids who are 8 9 10 years old feeling so much pressure these days that they have they have more stress than a corporate uh, big wing you know on the on the golf course yes and you know my life in boarding school taught me a lot and in boarding school we were constantly out of our comfort zone if we had a stomach upset we had no one to turn to if i had a headache i had to deal with it you know if i had no uh, underwear to wear the next day i had to deal with it i had to figure out how to wash my underwear that night and maybe wear a slightly damp piece of underwear for the next day uh, you know it was very cold in uti and we had to figure out how we would be stay warm through the nights even though we had only two blankets we would be hungry after a certain meal but we had no no nobody giving us extra food or going into the kitchen and getting some extra biscuits or whatever so that made a big difference and for me that again brings you back to the training environment so i think if india has to produce more world class golfers we need to get kids out of their comfort zone earlier in life and the better we can do that the better the kids will understand and they'll understand what discipline is what patience is because you know you had to you have to be patient when patient when you're on your own you have to persevere when you're on your own right when you have uh, someone to fall back to and if your head is paining and you go and tell your mother and she'll you'll say okay beta don't worry and she'll give you a you know a, a bit of medicine now this is okay when you're young but if you're at 14 years old and you're still in a comfort zone i think the chance you have of of going to the next level of golf is very very slim and let's take the example of all the top golfers in the world all the sportsmen tiger woods lived most of his life outside his comfort zone uh andrea gassi uh maria sharapova uh you you name it you know all these players have had a tough time in their lives which is what actually made them champions so i really believe that that uh, this mental discipline comes from really the first thing is getting out of your comfort zone in some form or the other and being out of your comfort zone a lot there are they need to ask they need to seek help uh is most of the time coming from parents and coaches that won't help absolutely they absolutely. are forced you're forced to do it you know rather than like them to ask and uh, seek help and that's when they will progress yes yes they will they will i think also a lot of it uh, you know sir has to come from the coaches i think the coaches are also okay with the kids sometimes being in a comfort zone because it suits them maybe in a certain sense uh, i think and you know what happens is we have all these kids i know kids who have trained for 10 years 12 15 years and not gone past the amateur level because they just didn't take the right steps at the right time uh, you know and one of my top players aditi ashok uh, i trained her for about 7 years and there was not a day when she was not outside her comfort zone uh you know and she was always doing things differently she was always uh, you know they were struggling with money uh there were many many struggles that they went through and i saw them through it for 7 years and today she is on the lpga circuit where no other indian woman has reached oh uh, congratulations to you and both you and aditi so i think yeah. uh, you know and i and mm. basically the main thing is what uh, 
even Aditi's parents were also upset many times. But I think the key thing that we focused on is never to lose sight of the big picture. And that was the LPGA Tour. So, you know, while, you know, they always found that they, they felt that they were being uh, given the short end of the stick or they didn't receive certain scholarships, I always told them, don't ever lose sight of the big picture. And she's on the LPGA today and, and, and doing really well. So, you know, hats off to her. And, uh, you know, I think for all parents, uh, I would really, really recommend that you just get your kids out of their comfort zone. You know, for starters, parents, let your kids make their own beds and wash their own clothes on a daily basis. You will see something great happening. You will see something really, really great happening. Yeah, in golf, in golf, as you said, a very nice observation. Let them come out of the comfort zone. Let them go into the boarding, do all their own things. Then they will, they will notice a change. Very yes. well said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, emotions have no place in golf. You need to be a zen, like zen monk. That's what we heard. How do you teach young golfers to handle their emotions like fear, anger, sadness, Absolutely. excitement, Absolutely, especially the fear of failure? Handling pressure and expectations is another thing that bothers you. Yeah, so, you know, I think um, um, I love it. I love this part of the training because uh, I feel I'm very good at it. And we have um, we have a great system at the academy of, of getting kids outside their comfort zone and getting them to not fear failure. But uh, as everything in life, uh, this too has to be practiced. So the method that I use basically is what I like to call fake it to make it, where I get the players very, very often simulating situations on the practice and actually then hitting the shot and pretending like the shot didn't bother them. And what happens is after a while, this becomes, yeah, letting go. Absolutely. And this becomes a habit after a while. And also now at the golf course, I have uh, the academy. I've created a system where our kids can measure their mental discipline. It's very simple. Every time they completely let go and not worry about the outcome, they give themselves one. If they don't, they give themselves zero. And at the end of the round, you know that your mental success is only at 40%. So they know exactly what they need to practice. So every kid today, every kid today, and every parent for that matter, is worried about what if my child doesn't make it. So they are straight away thinking about the zero. We are getting the kid to think about the one. I want the one. I don't want to even think about the, about the zero. Right. So today, I think kids need to work towards, players need to work towards losing the fear of a negative outcome. If I'm standing on the first tee box with my driver and what's the first thing that's going through everybody's head? They're worried about what everybody else will think about them. What if my ball goes in the water rather than worrying about the processes, right? The process is what you look at your target, you walk up to the ball and you make a completely free golf swing and you basically judge your performance. Exactly. But today, in our society, everybody is judged by the outcome. No one's judged by the process, right? Even parents are judging their own kids by how well they play in the tournament rather than how good their body language was. And that is the big mistake. Yes. So, so parents need to look at their ch children differently on the golf course rather than compare them to, you know, and so what, what's happening now is this is where the burnout is happening because the kids who are performing by the age of 16 are tired. They're completely mentally exhausted. They can't do it anymore. And so, you know, when you have a player coming off the golf course smiling, you know that he's obviously focused only on processes. And when you focus on a process and you're judging yourself based on process, not outcome, you're always going to come off the golf course much happier because you'll say, you know what? I did my best. And even if my best was a 10 over, I'm still happy because I let go on every shot and I achieved what I came here to achieve. 
And this is the crux of what we do at our academy. We focus primarily on the processes and our kids are definitely going to, you know, to be honest, I've had a lot of wonderful interactions with people like yourself in my career. Uh, my biggest weakness as a golfer myself was my mind. And that's why I have taken a lot of pains to understand the mind so that I can help these young golfers achieve their, their goals. And, you know, I'm talking to them on a daily basis and I'm seeing, I see myself in a lot of my players, you know, uh, they're all going through the same things. There's pressure coming from home or there's pressure on themselves. Uh, they have a big dream and they have a fear of failure. But my job is to just get them thinking the right way. And that is where, for me, being disciplined in your mind is the hardest part. Because I think on average, the easiest thing to come into your mind is a negative thought. You know, I could be standing on, on, uh, uh, standing on the road and I would think, oh, I hope a car doesn't come and hit me. It's a negative thought that comes in straight away. Uh, you know, it's it's human nature, you know, and unfortunately, we are not taught. We are not taught from an early time, uh, you know, in our lives to actually combat this. And that is where I think experts like yourself play a big, big role in uh, shaping sports people. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, though, I must add, I must add that, that, you know, while you yourself are a wonderful sports psychologist, if the player is not disciplined to listen to you, he will in the end blame you. He'll say, no, Emin Vishwanath didn't help me at all. You know, when he didn't even do it. Exactly. And that happens a lot because I face that on a, uh, on a daily basis. So we have, a, we, I think we as coaches have to be ready for that. But I explain to my kids a lot and my players that it's your mental discipline that will make the difference. Right. So you've got to figure it out. Ultimately, I can tell you what to do. It's really up to you. Uh, you know, they need to be. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I have had a lot of youngsters. I have had a lot of youngsters who I've seen stagnating as golfers. And I've actually reached out to them myself as a coach and say, you know, why don't you come? Let me give you a different perspective on how you're practicing. But, you know, the funny thing is that, that again, for them, it's been very difficult because they would be outside the comfort zone. And I would also like to be uh, in contrast to that. Now, what happens when they come to us is they don't interact. They don't um, see they, they, they listen, listen, listen. Sometimes they listen intentively. Uh, then they don't come out with what happens within them. Uh, it's only with interactions that a uh, lot of uh, improvements take place. Uh, you can draw the best from a sports psychologist. And uh, they generally listen and we don't know what is happening within them. And we give them a lot of exercises. We ask them to make a note of them in their journals. But uh, they don't do it, actually. That's where they lack in, you know, in the improvement. In the, in the so I think in India, while India needs many, many more sports psychologists like you, I think we need the players to also... The players to also pleasure but I, I completely agree with that but the players also need to listen i think that's one thing you know you can't go to a sports psychologist and not listen to him uh, you know and this is a big big thing i find with at least uh, with our players in india is they don't follow through with instruction you know they'll come to you they'll get all the advice from you but they'll do only 20 percent of it and then they'll say oh it's not working the the big issue today for me from the golf perspective i can tell you is a lack of discipline when I say discipline, it's not about waking up in the morning or doing your gym work. It's about following through on instruction that's been given you, given to you. And that is where I feel our, our major weaknesses. And that because in all in all fields, you know, in all fields, we have some wonderful experts like yourself. So the kids are getting the very good information. They're getting very good information. I think I think just acting on it is now the next step for them to take the game to the next level. Yeah. 
some Mr. Tarun, some pro tours like the PGR played over four days. I always wonder how the players maintain the concentration, the intensity, the energy for long periods of times. Especially each day they play 40, 40, 18 holes and it takes over more than three hours. And um, again, they have to be there in there, uh, not to lose their focus, that is, not to get distracted and not to lose their energy, many things like that. How do they maintain? We spoke about and we're talking about discipline as well. I think um, a lot of the PGA Tour players uh, and what we don't see is what happens also behind the scenes is, uh, you know, how they get enough sleep uh, every day, how they are waking up the same way, uh, they're following a similar routine, they're eating the right kind of foods that keep them mentally alert. There's so much that goes into the game actually, which we don't know uh, just watching them on TV. One of the tricks, of course, that, uh, you know, is to also switch on and switch off when they're playing on the course. So a lot of players know how to relax in between shots and not really get very, very tense in between shots. So I think I think the PGA players are very experienced and, you know, they know how to let go of a bad shot very, very easily. They know how to refocus, uh, you know, very, very quickly. Uh, you know, and also I think one of the things that they are really good at uh, uh, is nutrition. Is they're really, really on point with their hydration and their nutrition so that their mind doesn't wander too much because you know if you're if you're nutritionally not sound uh, what's going to happen is you're going to have these these uh, changes in energy levels which change your your thought processes so they're very good at uh, you know all of that obviously they're working with the best uh, experts uh, you know in the world and i know many of my players have benefited a lot uh, you know uh, from working with top nutrition experts because they've really seen how their games have become much more consistent just by eating drinking and understanding what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, eating and drinking the right way, uh, you know. And then, of course, for me, one of the key things is triggers. I think mm, every player should have a mm. trigger to focus. And a we use the keywords. We, we, uh, we use the keywords so to get into trigger. Too. We say, let go, focus. Um, yes, you use keywords. It's okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm. Some players actually uh, use, uh, in golf, they use uh, physical uh, movements, like many golfers to to pull up their to when they pull up their sleeve or the t-shirt it means it's time to focus many players when they pull the golf club out of the bag to hit the shot it's time to focus uh you know things like that but tiger, used, so to, tiger Woods, uh, used to pull up his pants uh to bring in more focus more and more intensity yes. to the yes um, yes yes, mm. yes. i think tiger's main strength i don't think tiger was was uh was physically more gifted than everybody he was just so much more mentally disciplined than every player and that's how he dominated for 10 years and uh, tiger's the only player i've seen who has actually made other players underperform just by being there uh, you know his his aura was so strong uh, when he when he used to play so yeah he's definitely a, a great example that i use for most of my kids when it comes to and his routine yeah and a lot of uh, he has credited all that to his yes, buddhist yes. mother no all the zen practice zen right. meditation mindfulness right. so much he learned and you know her. if you look at tiger yes, Woods' yes. pre-shot routine his pre-shot routine didn't change for his entire career from the time he won the u.s juniors if you look at his pre-shot routine on tv it's the same today and that's how disciplined he is it's fantastic to watch so a pre-shot routine in golf basically is a small ritual that golfers you know follow before they hit the shot so if you would look at tigers uh, you know he would stand behind the ball uh, you know, uh, take his grip, walk up to the ball, get ready. And then he would touch the club to the ground, then lift it up, look at the target the first time. He would touch the club the second time, again, lift it up, look at the target for the second time. But the third time he touched the club to the ground behind the ball was his trigger to hit the ball. And then he would just hit. 
So oftentimes you see players and, you know, for all of you amateur golfers out there, you find, you'll always find that your routine changes when you're under pressure. You might take seven looks instead of three looks. You know, you might take more practice swings. And that's what actually is getting your your, your body out of its normal rhythm. Uh, so what, uh, that's also, and I think it's these routines that help these golfers stay consistent. Uh, you know, and the thing about routines also that they must be practiced. You must go to the practice range not just to hit balls, you must go to practice range also to practice your pre-shot routine and see how good you are at it. So I think uh, any sport, but more so golf is, you know, you must learn to stay in that moment. Uh, you know, staying in the moment is, 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 is very, very important. It's very easy in a sport like golf to, to think about all the past shots that you've had, the bad or the good. Because, you know, if you think about a good shot, you might get overexcited. And, you know, we have something that we call the ideal performance state. And you want to stay in that state you don't want to be overexcited and be over that or you want to be less excited and be under that. So I think, uh, you know, just learning to stay in the present moment is very, very important uh, for any golfer. And again, if I talk about staying in the moment, it leads to the other word I use, which was discipline. You have to be disciplined enough to be able to stay in the moment through the entire round of golf. A champion mindset for a golfer. So, you know, a champion's mindset you look at all aspects from playing to practicing. One of the things that a champion is never afraid to do is to take risks. And it could be a risk in terms of a shot on the golf course. It could be a risk in terms of a technical change. A champion golfer will do whatever is necessary for him to get to the next level. They're not afraid. They don't have a fear of this failure. They are disciplined enough not to fear failure. And they're also very, very patient. And uh, I've worked with many such golfers. And it's amazing to work with them because, you know, if something needs to be done, they will get it done. And for you, of course, as a coach, it's very important to know what is important at that time because, you know, he's he's trusting you and relying on you. So if you need to make a technical change as a coach, you have to be very, very sure that technical change is necessary. But especially if I if I work with a with a club golfer, I would immediately I would see resistance and say, you know, do I really have to change this or do I? Whereas a champion golfer, he won't think twice. He says, if you think it's necessary, I will do it. So, you know, that, 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 uh, that trait of, of not being afraid to take a risk and doing whatever is necessary to get to the next level is what I feel is, is uh, the mindset that most champions have. Yeah, we heard it several times. Those champion athletes are hate to lose, but they are not afraid to lose. Yes. But they say, we hate to lose. We want to win yes. all the time. But if we, if we lose, yes. it's, not, it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay right. to miss it. That's the difference. Right. That's it. Correct. Correct. Because, you know, they, they also have the ability to think long-term, right? You cannot always think short-term. Uh, you know, you have, uh, you've had uh, Davis Love who made a huge swing change and he came back and won a major championship. You've had Nick Faldo who made some major changes and came back and won uh, major championships. So, you know, it's sometimes... It's it's Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth, Rory have made some changes last season. Yes, I think they have. I think Rory's, uh, Rory's uh, swing definitely... I can't comment on Jordan because I haven't studied it, but Rory's swing has definitely made... Some really, really good transitions. I like the way he's swinging it right now. What he's doing with the with the with the club, and it's obviously it's it's um, he's he's really worked on improving his club face control uh, through impact, which I think has made his iron game a lot, lot better now. So he's definitely hitting more greens. He's hitting it closer, making okay. more birdies. Now, uh, thank you, Mr. Um, Tarun. Now yeah, let's yeah. get to some rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, you will definitely give some firing answers, I'm sure. Okay. The first question. Is golf a mind game? Golf is definitely a mind game. I think golf is only a mind game once you've learned the basic rudiments of golf because it's, it's the only game where you have so much time to think. 
So yes, I would agree with that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, because that freckled ball is sitting there innocently, and all the thoughts are going through your exactly. mind. Exactly. The ball is doing nothing to you except stare at you. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Okay. The next question: Should you enjoy your golf? I think you should definitely enjoy your golf because if you don't enjoy it, you shouldn't play it. I think anything, any sport you play in life should be fun. Should be played for that reason because it brings enjoyment. So definitely, you should enjoy your golf. Sometimes it's it's not easy. It's an effort. I know that because golf can be frustrating at times. But if you, I think if you think of golf as a game, uh, which is going to test you every day, it'll become more fun. As you said earlier, you know, enjoyment is coming out of the, the golf course after finishing your 18. Uh, I mean, played the worst game of your life, still having a big smile on your face. Okay. Yeah. So I just, not- so uh, I was just thinking about how you should enjoy a golf. Yeah. Sport is meant to be. Enjoyed, okay. Right? Okay. See, each one has its own way of defining enjoyment. enjoyment. I define define it in a different way. What is your uh, take okay. on it? How do you define enjoyment? Coming from you. Well, I think that's a, that's a, that's a, I've never actually been asked that question before. How I would define enjoyment is is you know for me um, I have fun, if I have fun doing something right and it's uh, you know it's bringing me a certain amount of uh, of a high or some pleasure you know for me that's enjoyment uh, not ruining my mood or you know making me upset and I had a lot of bad shots when I play golf trust me but uh, I have learned how to enjoy them as well so for me the entire eighteen holes a uh, whole round. I'm I'm marveling at the good shots and I'm marveling at the bad shots as well. I say wow, what an amazing game! How you can hit a great shot and the very next shot can be all over the place, you know. Mr. Tarun, you already spoken about it. How important are the present shot and the present moment awareness? Oh, very, very, very important. Uh, you know, and if you can actually. Uh, come close to mastering staying in the present. I think not only your golf, but I think you'll really enjoy your life as well. We're also caught up in the past and what's going to happen in the future. And now with the, with uh, yes, and I think I think uh, you know I think coronavirus has really done that to us. <laughs> it's uh, in a, in a in a way it's a it's a big blessing because all of us have come back to the present and we're saying okay, how can we you know we can, how can we enjoy ourselves in this moment. Uh, you know, and, uh, most of the time you are absent from home. Now you are present at home. Yes, now, now we're actually present. <laughs> we're we're beginning to see. I mean, you know, get to know our families again. Get to getting to know our spouses again. I think it's a great thing. So you know, present moment awareness is 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 very very important in sport as well as in life. Uh, we heard of this saying several times. If you can take care of the processes, the outcome will take care of itself. What have you to add to this? So what's brought a lot of success to my players is when we focused on um, on purely the processes and trying to perfect the processes. I think that is what's helped them to uh, to achieve greatness in, in in the sport. And I think taking the cue from any of the great players in the world, their processes were always immaculate. They're always in great shape, and that's why they were always winning. So I don't think we should try to be perfect in terms of the outcome. But I think really we should try to be perfect in terms of building a great process. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. So to succeed, should you be perfect and try hard? Uh, because you know we sports psychologists define, especially in golf, when you think you get negative thoughts, when you get some th- thoughts that give you threat and fear, suddenly the muscles tense up and your execution becomes smooth. So now all about uh, perfection and trying hard. So golf is a game of smoothness, maybe. Um, Yes, and uh, I would say uh, another way to put it is you need to focus on controlling the controllables, right? Control what is in your control, right? So if you can control the controllables, which is basically your process, 
your free swing that you're making, your lack of worry of the outcome. You control that, then you never have to worry about the outcome. But the problem is that people are trying to control the outcome without even having a great process. And they're never, and in any sport, to be honest, you're never going to be in control of the outcome. You're never going to be in control of that whether you're going to win that particular tournament or not. But what you can control is what you're doing every day, how, you, how you're waking up in the morning, how you're thinking about every shot, how you're eating food. Control those processes and everything else will fall into place. Very, very nicely said, sir. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Tarun, for talking to Winning Edge Talks. Uh, there was so Thank much you. knowledge sharing from you. And this coming from India's number one golf teacher. I hope a lot of youngsters will be benefited listening to this uh, conversation. And I, I wish and I... Um, you already produced some people like Aditya Ashok and Sirash uh, Madhapa and I hope you produce many more champions who will bring a great name to uh, Indian golf, especially if you can make them be the major in the coming year. That is definitely one of my dreams is to get one of our Indian players to win a major. And uh, and I think, and again, like I said, if I can get players to be disciplined earlier on their lives, I'm sure we'll see Indian golfers going out and winning many, many majors in the future. And thank you, Mr. Vishnu. I really enjoyed uh, this chat with you. Uh, it was really great. Uh, it's lovely that somebody like you is doing these lovely podcasts. And I look forward to hearing many, many more of your podcasts. That was Mr. Tarun Sardesai speaking for Winning Edge Talks.